As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Thoughts lead to actions, and actions, habits, and habits, character, and character, destiny. Join this purple girl in her purple world as we share inspiration and build hope together, one thought at a time. The destiny you desire is only a thought away. Good morning and welcome back to Building Hope with Purple Thoughts. This is Justina Page, your podcast host, and it is Friday. And Friday is Share Your Thought Day, where I bring in a special guest to share their thought about one of my purple thoughts. And boy, do we have a good one for you today. I have a good friend and great actor, by the way. We have Terry Weaver this morning. Good morning, Terry. Good morning, Justina. Thank you for uh, uh, that nice introduction. And thanks for having me on your podcast. I assure you, it is my honor and my pleasure. Uh, I want to let you all know just a little bit about Terry. So I'm going to read here. Terry grew up in San Bernardino, a suburb of Los Angeles, California. I spent some time in LA myself. After graduating high school, he enlisted in the US military as a Navy corpsman. He was deployed as a combat medic with the US Marines and served a tour of duty in Kuwait and Iraq from 2002 to 2003. After five years of active duty, Terry received an honorable discharge. He attended Mays Business School at Texas A&M and received the Pat Tillman Foundation Scholarship established in the namesake of Army Ranger and NFL star player Pat Tillman, who was killed in action while serving his country. Terry earned a Bachelor of Business Administration in 2011 and completed his Master of Arts in Biblical Studies in 2020. Terry spent over a decade in sales and marketing. While doing so, he founded Bell Institute, a 501c3 nonprofit that helps veterans advance in life through leadership and entrepreneurship training. In 2019, Terry wrote and published The Evolution of a Leader. It's a great book, guys. It's a book about the principles, habits, and mindsets of the greatest leaders of all times. In 2020, Terry wrote and published A Dark Day in Texas, an Eli Ridge novel. He also wrote and published his third book, All My Best, a book of wisdom and encouragement for a better life in late 2020. Whitewashed Tomb, Terry's fourth book and second novel in the Elridge series is out now. Terry was selected as the lead actor in the forthcoming eight episode television series, Breaking Strongholds. Woo woo! I get to be a part of that with him, which is being filmed in Montgomery, Texas. Terry is happily married. He and his wife, Shelly, have four children and live in a suburb of Houston, Texas. His life mission is to inspire those he loves and the world through his faith, creativity, and writing. You can learn more about Terry at terryweaverbooks.com. All right. Woo, man. So you're on your fourth novel now? Is that right? That's right. In fact, um, 
this uh, you, you've got a you've got a novel that recently just came out, and um, it's it's a different type of writing when you when you write something that's fiction. And uh, I had so much fun writing my first novel that um, I just had to write a sequel. So while this is fiction, it, it explores very real things, you know, because we kind of design fiction from reality. So I, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. That's exciting. I'm excited for you. Well, Terry, when did we first meet? Do you recall? I do recall. Um, this was probably March of 2019 timeframe, if I'm getting that correctly, somewhere in there. But we met up for a script reading at Carla McDougall's house. She's the producer of First Love and We Are Stronger. And uh, the new TV series that's being filmed, Breaking Strongholds. And I didn't know you. However, I'd seen We Are Stronger before coming to the cast read. I wanted to find out a little bit more about reflective media production. So I watched We Are Stronger and really enjoyed your character. And you know what? For, even, even on screen, even though I didn't know you, I felt like just a warmth coming from you. And wow. I thought she is just a beautiful spirit. Wow. Wow. Well, that's encouraging. I remember you as well. And I remember thinking, I hope he takes this lead for it. Not only was the talent there, but the heart for God and the love for him the spirituality that it takes um, in these roles, which I consider, I think a good faith-based film has good faith-based people in it. And I think that's the, the superpower behind a great um, faith-based movie. So here we are doing these things. This exciting, it's exciting. Um, another question for you. Everyone knows how I feel about purple. So I call my thoughts Purple thoughts. If you could choose a color for your thought, what would that be and why? Well, I would have to go with my trusty blue color. I don't know if it uh, is because my grandfather had blue eyes or because of the sky or because of the Navy, but I've always been drawn to the color blue. And I think that's pretty common, but I, I just... Yeah, it's just my go-to color. So mine might be uh, Blue Thoughts. However, that kind of has a uh, sad connotation, but I could probably turn that around. Yeah, all you have to do is say the right thing behind it and they'll find out it's not sadness. And I love that, um, that shout out to your grandfather because that tells me you had some sort of endearment or he meant something in your life. And I'm presently trying to establish right. that with my grandchildren. I want them to have that fondness and that memory of me that will never, ever die, like I had with my own grandmother. But anyway, <clears throat> we're here today um, to learn and to hear from you. So why don't you go ahead and read your purple thought and just share from your heart um, what resonated with you and what you would like to share. Yeah, and, and you know that I've had other... Um, purple thoughts that I've been drawn onto, but this is one that kind of caught me today and I'll, I'll explain why, but this one is from you. You actually have this on your wall in your office. It says, 
You were born with talent to bless the world. Who are you blessing today? And I love that um, it ends with a question because questions make us think, right? When you can state something that you believe is a truth and then ask a question to draw some thoughts out of somebody, that's always powerful. I have a, uh, I have a question on my phone. It's my screensaver. And uh, so questions always evoke thought, I think. So it, it's, a, it's a neat purple thought, I believe. And it's encouraging. So one of my favorite uh, characters from the Bible, he's not a big character, and he's not a, um, he's not a prolific character. But for some reason, he always stood out to me, and that is Barnabas. And he was almost his disciple, but he didn't quite make it. But the neat thing about Barnabas is he was an encourager. And I think encouragers are rare, but when you, when you encounter an encourager, they're always planting good seeds in the lives of others. So I'm drawn to Barnabas because he's in the background, but he's, he's steady and he, he constantly encourages through the scripture. And um, I see that in you and, and some of my other friends. Wow. Well, that's very encouraging, by the way. Um, that uh, is definitely one of my talents I was born with. Um, do you think, let's start at the beginning, that we are actually born with gifts and talents? And if you do or don't, why, why or why not? Yeah, I think that God is the, uh, he is the ultimate designer. He's the ultimate creator. And he creates on purpose. He doesn't create accidentally. He doesn't. He doesn't create mistakes. Um, and so I, I do believe we were born with gifts and talents. And I recently read something that says, uh, everything you do for yourself here on earth will go away with you when you die. Everything you do for others on this earth will, will stay behind. It becomes your legacy. And so I do think that uh, our creator designs us for a specific purpose. He gives us specific gifts and talents but he also gives us free will. So we get to decide if we use those, if we recognize those um, and how we use them. Some people use them for good. Some people use them for bad. So yeah, everybody is talented and gifted. I totally agree with that. You know, um, I think what happens a lot of times we let the world dictate to us and that could be in the form of family. It could be in the form of associates. It could be a form of coworkers who we are and what we can do. And we limit ourselves to that instead of digging deep and learning the purpose that um, God has for us and who we truly are. I think only the spirit of God can reveal that to us. And once we get in touch with that and decide, like you say, what we're gonna do with that. I mean, people have taken their gifts and went down a, a serious um, dangerous rabbit hole with them. But if we decide that we want to glorify God, I think our second purpose is to bless other people. So how can we bless others with our gifts? What does that look like? Well, um, I think gifts and talents uh, are meant to bless others. Like God does and give us a talent to harm people um, or, or, or 
tear people down. So we have to, if we're believers, we have to understand and just kind of intuitively know that our gifts were made to bless others. They weren't made to store up for ourselves and used to benefit us. You know, have you, have you ever bought a gift and not given it away? Just kind of <laughs> squandered it because it's a, such a cool gift. I haven't, maybe there are people out there that have, but the same concept applies when you, when you, when you have a gift, it's intended for others, right? That's it. Absolutely. And so, uh, yeah. And speaking about, um, speaking about this makes me think of a quote from, uh, Abraham Lincoln. He said throughout his life that, um, he used to say that every person is superior to him in some way. He just knew that. And in that he was going to seek that, how they were superior to him and, and learn from it. So he just knew everybody that he encountered was superior to him in some way. And he was always open to learning from others. So I think having that mindset opens us up to the gifts and talents of others and also um, enables us to give our gifts and talents away. Wow. I love that quote. Now, I've not heard that quote, but that's a really great quote. And it's similar to something I, I do personally. I always say that there's a piece of God in everybody. And, and, and I really believe that because he blew breath in the atom and man became a living soul. So there's a little piece of God in everyone. And I'm always looking for it. Um, despite what I see, because if you can't find it, it is something that you can actually get from it. So I like that. That kind of um, solidified or kind of made what I was thinking or what the process that I do make sense even to me. That's pretty good. So what's the importance of blessing? We keep throwing around this word bless. What does that word even mean? Yeah, I think, I think it has something to do with um, enriching someone or serving someone, um, maybe bestowing something on somebody else. So good question, like you're getting at the uh, etymology of the word, and, and that is, I haven't researched that, but I would, I would just imagine that it's, it's kind of maybe comes from like a bestowal, bestowing something on another person. Um, and I like the idea of an undeserving, uh, unexpecting person receiving something from somebody that doesn't owe them anything. And, and your question actually reminded me of a story. And if we have time, I'll tell you a quick story about one of the most impactful times in my life. And it's, it was back in 2003 we had entered into Iraq. I was a Navy corpsman, and essentially that is a medic, a frontline medic, somebody that's on the front lines. Wow. And I was not with the Navy, but I was with the Marines. So I was running with, I was running around with the Marines, and we had just entered Iraq, and we were headed towards Baghdad. And for some odd reason, we got orders from some general somewhere that told our unit that was about. Um, 200 it was about a 200 vehicle unit basically they said pull over on the side of the road and wait for future orders and we knew we were going to be there for a day or two maybe even three and so about halfway into this what i call kind of a layover 
on the side of the road. We were kind of sitting ducks right there. And that's the way we felt. Everybody got antsy. You got to imagine like we're going into a country, we're expecting war, we are fired up. And then they set us on the side of the road and said, just hang out here. So a buddy of mine, I'll never forget this guy. His name was HM3 Rezik. And he came over to me and said, hey, Weaver, um, I got this idea. There's a local village full of Iraqis, women and children who are basically, you know, they were hit with some, uh, some chaos, you know, whether that was a, uh, from the air campaign that the U.S. Air Force did, but there's injured people and there's people who need medical attention nearby. And he said, why don't you and I jump in our ambulance sneak off compound and go help these people. And I, I was thinking to myself, this guy's a nut. And I said, so you want us to leave all the Marines and all the guns, our protection, and you want us to go over and help these people who are technically the way I thought they were our enemies. Yeah. And I'm a black and white thinker and I try to get away from that, but that's the way I was thinking then. He's like, yeah. And I was just silly or young or stupid enough to agree to it. And we left wow. and we went to this nearby village. And sure enough, these women and children began flocking our ambulance because they needed medical attention. Wow. And uh, after about, I would say after about a half an hour of treating these women and children, we see this truck racing towards us. And I, I signaled my buddy Rezik. I said, hey, Rezik, we got some trouble coming our way. So we both got ready to take these guys out if we needed to. But as this vehicle got closer to us, I could tell that these were friendlies. And there were two older Iraqi men. One of them got out of the vehicle and kind of hobbled over to us and showed us that he had a wound on his leg. And we spent probably about 45 minutes taking care of this guy because he was in the worst shape there. And afterwards, after we had him all patched up, we gave him antibiotics, IV, and uh, he, he couldn't speak much English, but he did, he did kind of reach over and he gave us a handshake and he thanked us in broken English. Wow. And I remember that moment more than any other moment in my, my wartime experience because we went and helped this person who didn't deserve our help. Um, we weren't there to help him, but we got to help him. And I will never forget helping him. Now, I don't know if he'll ever remember us. I don't know. Yeah. But for some reason, when I helped a stranger, when I, when I served somebody else that didn't deserve our help or, you know, it did something to me. So that's what I went to when you said blessing somebody. What does that yeah. mean? I feel like I blessed that guy. And because I did, my life has been enriched because wow. of it. Man, that's a powerful story. Goodness, that took courage. And I tell you what, you used your talent to do that. A talent that God had given you. That's really pretty. When I think about the word blessed, <laughs> a lot of times the way I do it, um, one, maybe because I'm a little lazy, I don't really look up words. I let my husband do all of that. He's my walking concordance and dictionary and all that good stuff. So I usually just ask James. But when I'm meditating or I'm praying or I'm thinking on something, when I think of a word, I ask God to show me what that word means in scripture and what I mean, like through it actually happening in scripture. So I, I remember a long, long ago, I asked God about that, um, that 
particular word, bless. What does it mean to bless someone? And the scripture that came to mind when Jesus took um, the uh, two loaves of bread and, and the five fish, and he held it up to heaven, and the scripture said he blessed, blessed it. And what happened, um, that uh, thing that he blessed multiplied. So my thought was when you bless someone, you make more out of it than it was. And in essence, that's what we do and what we want to do. We want to make more out of something than it was originally. So uh, that really ties into your story, too. Wow. What what a blessing. I love that. I love that so much. So another question uh, about this thought. Um, I asked the question, who are you blessing today? And a lot of times when you throw that kind of question out, people think, oh, I got to find uh, a nursing home or I got to go to the prison or I have to make a donation. But there's so many ways to bless people. And I'm of the heart and the belief that we can do this on a daily basis because it's always someone around us. And there's so many varied ways that we can do it. So what are some of the ways that you think God have chosen you to bless people? Well, so let me just give you a specific example. When you when you ask that just now, I thought to myself, this is this is very this is common. We can bless people in many ways, but uh, very specifically, this morning I um, I got a chance to sit down with a friend of mine who I who I have known for probably six or seven years, and this this man is very talented he's gifted he's going to make a huge impact in the kingdom of god he already has but he's going through the toughest time in his life right now wow and um when i met with him this morning his eyes were full of tears and they were bloodshot because he had been crying and i just ask him some questions and i let him cry and i let him talk to me and i let him um share some of the deepest, darkest things in his heart that he's gone through. And I was just there for him to listen and to not judge and to love him. And at the end of it all, I told him that I was so thankful that I get to be there for him during this trial in his life. And uh, sometimes we just need to be there for people. And that is a blessing to others. We just need to listen and, and sit with them wherever they're at and love on them and let them know that they're not alone. And that can be super powerful. And so I know that this experience that I got to share with my friend this morning, I'll never forget. He'll never forget because we went through this, this challenge together. So I think that's a good way. I mean, it doesn't have to be complicated. We don't have to always make a donation. Now it's good to be generous and, and donate. We don't always have to deliver a meal, but maybe, maybe people just, you know, you know, everyone knows somebody who's struggling. Maybe we just need to call them up and say, Hey, look, uh, God put it on my heart to just be with you in this moment. Yes. Yes, yes, that's exactly the direction I was trying to go into. I think, in essence, when I wrote this, I was thinking of, man, so many mornings you can wake up just thinking about yourself, just yourself, but not 
someone else. And when you think of someone else, the best way to make that meaningful is think of what can you do. I know a simple thing as a smile. I um, I had this experience. I was at an event and my husband and I, and we were leaving the event, got on the elevator and a young lady was on the elevator. And I just smiled. You know, I just smiled at her and said, I hope you're having a great day. And she said, thank you, Justina. And I just turned around because I, I didn't know her. And she was like, I'm sorry, I know who you are. And she said, it's so refreshing that you are the person you appear to be online. I, and I was like, whoa, you know, that just really took me aback. She said, your smile is everything. And I've been watching your smile. I've been looking at the things you say. I follow your purple thoughts. And I mean, it was just this random lady. And just the fact that I got on the elevator and was kind and just said hi and just spoke to her meant the world to her. So it's all kind of ways to bless it. And we could be a blessing literally every day. And actually, um, I found and I've experienced, and boy, that's a, a tough thing to talk about, but I remember even being in the hospital, I mean, not a, able to move and people coming in wanting a blessing, which at that time I was angry about it. If I'd be completely honest, I was like, what in the world? <laughs> you want me to do something for you? You want me to counsel you? I just lost my child and I'm laying here sick. I have nothing. And you, but I was able to do it. But once I got through with my little internal temper tantrum, because the gift was there and that they correlate, your gifts are given to bless and they can function, I found at any time. Those talents are there. So I think that's really amazing. So um, Terry, this is good. I, I'm really enjoying this. Do you have anything else about this purple thought that you want to share? You know what? I think I think the last half of it, the uh, who are you blessing today? That that could be a really good reminder for um, for many people. So just keeping that in the forefront of our mind is a good exercise. Part of my life mission is to use my talent and creativity to uh, to change the world, you know, whether that's through one person or 10 people or thousands of people. If I can just keep that very simple thought at the forefront of my mind, just like this purple thought, who are you blessing today? We're going to be able to change the world because if we ask a question long enough, we're going to answer that question. And uh, that's going to, I think, translate into action. I love it. I love it. Love it. And what comes to mind, you and I both get to share a platform to actually do this together in the Breaking Strongholds TV series. You know, we're going to be making a difference. um, And that's just phenomenal. Uh, Two things you said, um, I just wanted to say again, because I think our listeners should really take what you said to heart. First of all, you made a statement. Questions make us think. I like that. I like that a lot. And our thoughts, and it's important for us to flex that muscle, that thinking muscle. Another thing you said that God creates on purpose. I am such a big stickler about that. God knows exactly 
what he's doing. Uh, even over in Acts, Paul talked about it. he created our boundaries. He knew what country we was going to land in, what city, who our parents were going to be. He fashioned us in our mother's womb, and he has purpose behind that. And I'm just asking our listeners to go deep into that. I know I have. And it's turning out to be a tremendous blessing and just more transparency. Me being born a, 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 a person who has never met their father. I have no idea who my father is. I don't even know that side of my family at all. Uh, and I could go into a whole little story with all of that. But that identity crisis that I faced at the beginning of my life, once I received Christ, I was going to make good sure who I was in him. So I'm really in tune with that, who I am, who he wants me to be, what he wants me to do. I'm extremely sensitive to that type of thing. And I know that there's gifts, there's talents, there's things that he's given to me for purpose. And I'm uh, about my father's business. I want to make sure that I'm doing it. And I want you to make sure you're doing it too, because if we're all having a blessing fest, we all stay blessed. Would you agree, Terry? Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. And I'd like to ask you a question if I could. Sure. So you mentioned um, not knowing your father. Mm -hmm. And we have, we have millions of children and women and men who don't know their father and it's unfortunate, but uh, you know, it's a, it's a very real fact that uh, that not having a stable figure in your life can really send you off track. So if there is somebody out there that's listening, that doesn't have a father figure, or maybe, maybe they do have a father figure, but they don't, they know that they can't rely on the example that that person is putting forward what do you think would be a good first step in their journey into, into solving that very deep wound? Because that is a deep wound. Yeah, it is. Well, I'll tell you, the reality is the scripture says, when my mother and father forsake me, then the Lord would take me up. So you have to fall into the arms of your heavenly father and let him fill all of those holes. That's my experience. Um, also, um, you're going to always wonder, even with that, I still wonder. And if I get an opportunity, I would want to know, even from a distance, because, you know, he may be crazy. I may not want him in my life, but I still will want to know. So the reality is that hole will be there because you want to know. I mean, you can't help it. You want to know. You're curious. But um, the hole that can be filled as far as who I am the feeling of, well, I wasn't worth him being around or I wasn't good enough or all that kind of stuff can be filled by Christ, who is your identity in him. So. And to add, I'll never forget something else. I was doing a, a study in Proverbs and I ran across scripture that said this poor man cried and God heard him and delivered him from all his trouble. And I remember the spirit of God said, you were that poor man. And I was like, well, what is that? And he told me I was the disadvantaged one. <laughs> and God always take up for the disadvantaged. So 
You may have that disadvantage of not having a father, but God, you're that poor man. And if you cry out, he'll hear you and he'll deliver you from all of your troubles. Very good. Thank you for sharing that. All right. Okay. All right, guys. Well, this has been wonderful. I pray this thought that uh, Terry chose blessed you. It most certainly have blessed me. Of course, it's one of my thoughts. So, hey, can't help but bless me. But I love hearing. And, uh, oh, something else you said, too. And we are going to close. But if there are any people who have the ability to listen, if that's your gift, people need that gift so much right now. That's one of my gifts. I mean, from a youngster, I remember I was five years old and people were talking to me because I have the gift to listen. I could just sit and let you talk and talk and talk. And I'm not just blowing the time, I'm observing and I'm waiting for the moment to share, to bless, to give, to whatever I need to do. But people need people to listen. So if you have that gift, gift I'm calling you out today. Go bless somebody, go listen. People need to get things off of their chest. People need help. People need to know that someone cares and they're concerned. Anyway, back to what we're saying. If you are, have enjoyed this, guess what? I have 365 more of these thoughts available for you in my journal, Building Hope with Purple Thoughts. It's available on Amazon or my author website, Proceeds, going to my nonprofit, the Amos House of Faith, that supports children and families affected by burn trauma. It's been really nice having you with us today. Be sure to tune in next week for more of Building Hope with Purple Thoughts. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining this purple girl in her purple world. Share the inspiration by leaving a review, rating, and subscribing to the show. I'll see you in the next episode. Until then, keep hope alive.